Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, Dame's time. It is ticking with the season quickly approaching. Woj is here with more on where talks currently stand. And Luka Doncic. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, two players who could be up for massive paydays here. Who else could be looking for a super match extension this season? We will explain them all. Plus, speaking of extensions, today it is the first day officially that Giannis Antetokounmpo could sign his extension with the Milwaukee Bucks. But the question is, will he? Let's get this show started. NBA Today starts right now. Happy Friday, everyone. The official last day of summer, and Richard Jefferson is dressing for the occasion. He is senior insider Adrian Wojnarowski. He is Disgusted. senior writer Zach Lowe, and he needs no it. introduction. Just embrace it, Zach. Stop <laughs> petting me. Okay. On this fine Friday, Woj, let's start right here, because you reported earlier this week that talks were ramping up surrounding Damian Lillard. So today, where do those talks stand? Yeah, those, those talks have intensified this week with Damian Lillard, but still, there's no trade imminent. And listen, we talked about this throughout the summer, that this would pick up once we got past Labor Day and training camp, the opening of training camp uh, loomed. And that's exactly what's happened. You have Portland trying to, listen, not only talk to teams who have an interest in Lillard, but lots of teams who'd like to get in on a bigger deal. Can they pick up? Uh, a couple draft picks to take on some money. Is there a need that they have uh, that they can get in a three or four team trade? So Portland, uh, they're exhausting all of those uh, conversations this week. And they're certainly behaving like a team that wants to get a deal done, that is trying to get a deal done before training camp. Now, so far, the one uh, element that has not been a part of these talks are the Miami Heat. But we know in trade talks and conversations, that can change in one moment with one call. Two things that stick out to me from what you just said. Obviously, yes, the Miami Heat piece, but also that the Trailblazers have an interest in potentially getting this done if they can before training camp here. If you're the Trailblazers, where do you stand on, on wanting to see that done? You just want the clarity, right? Like if you, can, if you can get a good deal and avoid the mess and avoid the drama and hand the team to Scoot Henderson and not waste everyone's time in a season where you're probably not really trying to win, you're going for a high draft pick, you might as well get it done. The question is, you know, we all know he wants Miami. What would you say? Not a lot of dialogue there. Is any team really going to dive in and take the gamble of, is this guy going to be unhappy if he comes here? That's the question. Look, I... It's kind of complicated, but it's not really. If you're the Portland Trailblazers, the best situation is to go into the season with your young core and your young staff and moving forward, Mm -hmm. right? That's the best thing. Now, you want to get the most back, right, obviously, but you still have to scale that. Dear, like if Damian Lillard is there and there's issues going on or if he's not as happy, is that going to impact your young core? So, hey, maybe if we can't get four first-round picks, we got to take three because we want to focus on this and we want to start the season the right way. So there's a balancing act that's going on. And, And that's exactly it. Richard, what Portland is going to have to decide very soon here is that the offers that are available before anybody plays a game this season, before teams start losing, winning, 
they're going to reach a point here where this is what it is, and they have to measure, is it going to get much better during the season? Do we want to put our organization through that? I think the feeling is if they believe that they could get more closer to the trade deadline or once the season starts, yes, you wait. You can't just do a trade because it makes your life more comfortable, but I think that's the decision that's coming pretty soon for Portland based on what they see out there now. Yeah. Do they really think it'll get much better once the season starts? But they are trying to find a trade now and not have to go put the organization, put everybody through having Lillard report to training camp. Let's bring Kendrick Perkins into this discussion um, because, Perk, I don't know, maybe this is a silly question, but, but Zach, you mentioned that you have to decide whether you want to stomach this if you're another team that's not the Miami Heat. Damian Lillard's entering the first year of a four-year deal here. It seems like the time is now to get in your best offers, Perk. How aggressive do you think other teams should be in trying to acquire the future Hall of Famer in Damian Lillard? I would go all in. I would go all in. Like, I understand the Portland Trail Blazers as far as being in the postseason. They really haven't made noise. Matter of fact, they really have been irrelevant up to this point. And so when you think about Damian Lillard, number one, he's box office. Number two, he's capable of taking over any game, any 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 game in any seven-game series. And he's capable of being the best player on the floor. These are all facts. Damian Lillard hasn't played with another superstar in his career. When, not, no disrespect to Carmelo Anthony, but he was past his prime. Yes, C.J. McCullough was good, but he was an all-star caliber player. If Damian Lillard could get alongside a guy like Joe B, that would be something special. And I think a lot of teams are looking at what he makes down the line and, uh, you know, how many years does he, ha does he have left. I know this much. He got two years for sure at this level of play that he's been playing at. And I would go all in if I was the team that was knocking at the door of actually contending or being able to get over that hump of winning the championship. Well, and look, I agree with Perk. You want to go all in. <clears throat> and that's what uh, oh. Woj was talking about. Oh, it's a what, good day when you two agree. Yeah, I know. Hey, look. You, you want to go all in, and what's going to happen is somebody's going to come up with this offer, and Portland's going to consider it, and then it's going to go to another team like, hey, we have an offer that we're about to you know, take in, and then it's like, hey, well, this is our best, this is our best. So then you, then you kind of get the field, and that's how it kind of falls in. But to me, go all in if you have a chance to get Damian Lillard. So do you think Miami then potentially feels the, the pressure here? Because well, they should. They, they should go. Where, where any team, I think, should, should it shouldn't be, oh, we're scared of, of, of not having him be happy because of his contract that he's looking at. Again, and it's the same thing that happened with Kevin Durant la, uh, last season where it's like, hey, Kevin Durant, with all due respect to Damian Lillard, there, Kevin Durant is probably one tier higher from a superstar from a global standpoint. So then you're like, hey, Kevin, this is going to take us a little bit longer to figure out this trade. We're going to have to get in the season. I think a Dame Lillard trade can get done, even with the money. I'm not Woj. I'm not breaking down the salary cap. But if you have a chance to go get Dame Lillard and he's still in the prime of his career, you go do it and figure it out. There are two questions that any team who's not Miami has to ask itself, and even Miami too. Number one, do I have a small guard already on my team? And if so, am I trading that guy to get Damian Lillard? If not, is my defense with Guy X and Damian Lillard going to be good enough to win four playoff series. And number two, the bigger one, and the one that came up for KD, it's tricky to find a team that has both the kind of assets that the Blazers are going to want and can send them all out and have enough still in the door to win the championship this year with Damian Lillard. That's a tough balance to strike. It's strikable, but it narrows the field. 
Right, and enough still left that if you wanted to get involved with what potentially could be, you know, a massive class of uh, essentially portal transfers next summer. Right. Uh, not free agency, but but star players who might ask out. You're weighing how much I'd want to spend to get Damian Lillard, and does that take me out of the possibility of Giannis Attentacumpo, Joel Embiid, mm. whomever else might become available if those players next year become available? And that's what you're always weighing with this, the age, position, contract uh, in these situations. So there are teams who want to do trades for Damian Lillard. I think there's just a level of restraint you're seeing around the league because, again, you're at 35 and 36 years old, for him to average $60 million a year in this, with this new collective bargaining agreement, that gives people pause. Well, and my thing is, look, Portland has to be ready to do what's best for their franchise, but they also want to pay their respect to Dame. So let's say, we know he's not going to the Lakers. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's not going to the Lakers. But if Dame got traded to the Lakers and it's like, Dame, we know you were going to go, you wanted to go to Miami, but here's Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Are you really going to be that upset? And then all of a sudden, it's not Portland's issue anymore. It's the Lakers' issue to try and convince him. So whatever team is out there that's trading for him, they might take him on and say, hey, we're going to figure this out. Dame, come here. Come compete with us. Let's go here, even if it's not Miami. The talks are continuing. As Woj said, nothing imminent yet, but as soon as it is, we will be reporting it right here on NBA Today. Still to come on our show, what what is next for Giannis Antetokounmpo now that he is eligible to sign an extension? Is it a championship? Is it a trade? Or will the two-time MVP walk away? We have more coming out of Milwaukee now that Giannis is officially extension eligible. Plus, sticking on the topic of extensions, Luka Doncic, he could be in line for an astronomical amount of money if he chooses to stay in Dallas. Richard, can you fathom what? $83 million one season? Uh, yeah, I could fathom that. <laughs> Give me a time This machine. is also the final weekend of summer, so let's have a little fun. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. NBA Today is brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. I just... 
put a rigid on the card, I ain't going playing ball. You won't get an NBA MVP. When you go on the card till you're five, when you're back against the ball. 71 points. One of the all-time great performances. Still going bad on your It is a good time to be a star in the NBA. Jalen Brown signed this Supermax extension this summer, and he's also going to have some company real soon. These players are going to be Supermax eligible. We're talking about champions, Jamal Murray. We're talking about Pascal Siakam, Olympic gold medalists, of course, like Bam Adebayo, and then some of the most impactful young players in SGA and Luka Doncic. So let's just stick with Luka for one sec, because Richard, Take a look at this number here. Nearly $84 million. This is his final year of his Supermax extension. This is what it could net him. That is more than $1 million per NBA game. Let's go! More than $1 million per NBA game. And just wait, I mean, if you think that that is big, you should see what Shea Gildas-Alexander's next deal could look like. So let's just, let's stay focused on those two players for just a moment because that is some big, big money we're talking about. Luka and SGA, both first-team All-NBA, both likely to get the Supermax here. So I want to bring Brian Winhorst, our senior writer, into this conversation because, Brian, I'm curious, if you are a general manager, which player are you looking to build your team around? If you would rather, if it's just one, would it be SGA or Luca? You're putting me in a difficult spot here that could be used against it's my me. my favorite Malika. thing to do, Brian. Come on. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they did play against each other in a game I was at in Manila about two weeks ago. And Shea outplayed Luca in that game. And most importantly, he kept his cool in that game. And Luca got ejected. Ooh. And the thing about Shea... And the reason why I would probably lean that direction slightly, and this is not a put down to Luca, Shea plays both ends of the court. That is extremely important at the highest level. Um, the other thing is he keeps his cool a little bit more. And as the further we go along here, Luca's inability to keep his cool continues to hurt his team. It certainly hurt his team this summer. I realize this summer was not the NBA. Um, now Luca has been healthier than Shea in his career. Shea's had a knee issue. Also, Luca has been more decorated. Um, but in my view, in terms of uh, playoff success, in my view, Shea Gillis-Alexander is ready to win at the highest level. His team hasn't been ready to win yet, but he's ready to win. And I know it was at 6 a.m. Uh, on a weekend morning, and you, the people probably weren't watching, but if you watched how Shea Gillis-Alexander led Canada to that bronze medal against the U.S., and the way he played in that overtime period when the whole U.S. defense was, it was focused on him, I defy you to look at that guy and say he's not ready to win at the highest level. So without trying to insult anybody, I would feel extremely comfortable investing in Shea Gildas-Alexander. I'm a big believer in his capabilities going forward. Now, look, there is no, there is no wrong answer in this situation, but there is a right answer, okay? <laughs> and if you go back, I was one of those random people that was watching that basketball game, and we sometimes people forget I was texting you. Dylan Brooks was a lar large reason why they also won that game, why he was also frustrated, and Shea had the ability to go and dominate and be an outstanding offensive player in that game. That's, to me, that's why they won that because of Dylan Brooks. I'm a Dylan Brooks fan team. So 
My thing, if I had to pick one of these two, I'm still going to go with Luka. At the end of the day, Luka is the more talented player. And give me a player that is working on his temperament because he's too frustrated. And, and Brian, you are 100% right. Shea does play both ends of the floor. But Shea has never had the amount of pressure that Luka has on him, right? Like he's been under the radar and he's just dominated and gotten better and better in OKC and people are aware of his talent. Luka has come in with that talent since day one. He's been box office since day one. So I'm going to say this, Brian, if you had both of those players and you could pick one in free agency and that was going to be the player that you built around and you're picking Shea, I respect it, but I think the right answer is Luka. I appreciate First of all, thanks for putting me on the FIBA yeah, yeah. text You're, chain. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. nice of you guys. You're welcome. Uh, second of all, you guys. It's because he's an easy. Do you have any more caveats? Oh, I don't want to insult anyone. This is, look, the answer is Luka Doncic. <laughs> Thank and you. I agree oh, with Brian. Shea Gilgis-Alexander was straight up toying with dudes in FIBA. Mm-hmm. The whole offseason was SGA announcing Oh, you thought last year was kind of a surprise? Like, you, you got any questions about whether I can duplicate it? Right. I'm going to do better, and I expect him to do even better than what was a first-team All-NBA season in which he was on my MVP ballot. But if you're forcing me to choose, is all you people do is force me into horrible choices. I'm going size. <laughs> I'm going size every time. And Luca's a little taller and a little bigger. He can turn that post game into kind of a LeBron-style weapon when it all counts. I think he'll engage more defensively. And yes, please, for the love of God, stop yelling at the referees on every possession. But I'm taking Luca. I would love to have either one. Right. But I'm taking Luca. They're both, they're both All NBA. Let, let's take a look at what the All NBA team looked like last season. It could be very, very different here, though, moving forward, because only 10 of the 15 players who made the list last year would be eligible for the honor this year. Let me say that again. 10 of the 15 players who made it last year would be eligible this year because of that minimum 65 games played that is going to be required going forward. So we kind of talked about this yesterday, whether or not Zion would ever be able to make that list with the the 65 game minimum. So making All-NBA, it really is never meant more considering voting is positionless as well now, something that Zach, you know, you've been talking about for a while now. So we can see some real shakeups. So give me one player, one player, Zach, who could crash that All-NBA list. I only get one? Just one. Oh, that's not nice. There are a lot. I'm sorry other players who are not Anthony Edwards, but I'm going with Anthony Edwards. It seems like an obvious choice after dominating FIBA, being Team USA's number one option. Coming to a Minnesota team that I think people are kind of sleeping on. When people start talking about contenders for those top six non-play-in spots in the West, you just don't hear the Wolves come up a lot because it was so awkward with Cat and Rudy. It got a little better as the season went on. Cat missed a bunch of games. I think this team could be pretty good next year. So I'm going Ant, All-NBA. Wow, that's you went out on a limb there. What do you Honestly, want me to do? I, I had to pick on, one. Wow, Zach. Man, guys, hold on now. Zach is saying Zach yeah, well, let's okay. Let, 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 okay, let me say this. I'm really and truly upset because Zach, <laughs> got, Zach, Zach got his homework in before I did. So so I As was going to pick Anthony Edwards, and then they were like, well, Zach already yeah. picked up. You know why? Because so I'm not on the text chain, so I have time to get my work done. So my next person that I was going to discuss, because there's a lot, and I'm actually excited about the All-NBA team because a Richard, guy like – Are you going to say a name? His name is Tyrese Halliburton. His that was number Tyree. two on my list, no, so it's not no, a bold no. call. First of all, it still was number two on your list, and he's number one on my list because that's the pick that I had. And I think Tyrese Halliburton, he, has sh- he showed last year why people were so upset about the trade. And, and look, the trade still worked out great for both teams. And then this going into USA Basketball this summer, I think playing with stars, getting guys involved, finding ways to get himself involved, he did an outstanding job. So to take that jump and really be able to helm, I think he pushes himself into the top three, top four points 
guard conversation in this league. Congratulations on such an out-of-the-box choice. I'm really proud of your risk-taking. You know. both, both of those guys would be very happy to hear that because they have super max uh, clauses in their contract. I think it's worth about $60 million to them if they make it. Uh, I'm going to go with Mikhail Bridges. Um, oh. he, first off, he plays almost every game. So uh, you're looking at a guy who's going to make the 65-game minimum. Secondly, he plays at both ends, one of the most elite defenders in the league. And he's going to begin next season as one of the primary offensive options on his team. I don't know if the Nets are going to win enough for him to earn that All-NBA nod because winning usually comes along with it. He's got the whole package. His offensive game is still not uh, – he's still got more to show that I don't know if he's shown the NBA. Yeah. The thing is, though – he can't, he can't get the Supermax because he was traded in this contract, mm. so he actually has less incentive, but I expect him to be a serious contender for All-NBA, not just this year, but many years into the future. Of course, all three of those guys played on the world stage this summer. Zach, you would know what we were, talk we were talking about in the text chain. Just don't worry about it. All right, we've waited long enough to get to Giannis Antetokounmpo in this show. So coming up on NBA Today, what are the implications if Giannis doesn't extend with the Milwaukee Bucks? We take a look at their lineup. That's right after this. Do not miss that. Plus... It was truly, I mean, it was an unforgettable summer. We had Steph winning a golf tournament. Jokic rode some horses. Jimmy Butler traveled the world, made some coffee, showed up at tennis matches. Who is the real winner of the offseason? And Richard, do you know what day it is? Uh, no, tell me. It's National White Chocolate Day. So we're going to do a little top of the top. Jason Williams. I, I knew because I communicated with the producers before the show. Yeah, good job. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Maybe in 15 years, 20 years, maybe my numbers of the next career. The long wait has ended after a half-century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. It takes more than skills to be great. That's what people don't understand. You can be the most skillful person on still don't make the NBA. The NBA is not about skills. When you think about LeBron, you think about consistency. He's been great for 20 years. Think about MJ. Edge, about getting better, obsession. Kobe, obsession. Steph. Man, it's not just skills. 
the thing that makes me a step further than people is the obsession and the discipline I have towards the game. That obsession that Giannis Antetokounmpo has with winning, it is on our minds today because it's official. The Milwaukee Bucks star, he is eligible to sign an extension at three years worth up to roughly $169 million. Now remember, it's his first chance to recommit to the franchise since he signed a Supermax extension heading into the 2020-2021 season. However, the expectation is that Giannis is not going to sign that three-year extension right now, and here's a big reason why. It's not to panic yet. It's that if he waits, he can actually guarantee himself significantly more more money, signing a four-year extension worth roughly $234 million next summer instead. But as the countdown to potential extensions ends and another one starts, and that's the clock that's ticking toward the two-time MVP potentially, potentially being able to hit free agency. So back here with Adrian Wojnarowski, Zach Lowe, Richard Jefferson. Woj, how are those around the league viewing the, these talks right now between Giannis Antetokounmpo and the, and the Milwaukee Bucks? Hey, listen, the, the possibility of a player like Giannis Antetokounmpo becoming available, it creates a frenzy around the league you know, behind closed doors. Certainly uh, the chance that uh, and he certainly signaled it, but I think the chance that he could be available next year, that he could ask out. Uh, certainly people are reading a lot into his comments, but listen, there are seven or eight players in this league that at all times uh, you are on notice as an organization. One bad season, one injury, one bad trade, and all of a sudden you, you, know, you face the possibility of this player wanting to be somewhere else. Listen, I don't think an organization in this league has done a better job over the last several years than John Horst, their general manager, has done putting the pieces around Giannis Antetokounmpo, the right fits around him. Here's the question if you're Giannis and you're looking forward. Drew Holiday, 33 years old. Chris Middleton coming off injuries, 32. Brooke Lopez, 35 years old. How do you, with Giannis at 28, still in his prime and still MVP Jeez. caliber years left, how do you reshape this roster long term? You know, Golden State, they had two years where uh, a year where they were in the lottery. They got high picks. It allowed them to get assets and reshape that roster. Mm. Was, would Giannis have the patience to do that at 30 years old, 31? Those are the challenges for the Bucks right now. Right. It all comes down to winning for, for Giannis. And we know that John Horst and Milwaukee Bucks, that's on their mind certainly as well. But, Richard, this is exactly what Giannis said, right? He said, Read quote, it. I'm a Milwaukee Buck. But most importantly, I'm a winner. So if there is a better situation for me to win the Larry O'Brien, I have to take that better situation. That is what he said. And so we're going to talk about the situation he has now in Milwaukee. How do you assess the roster that they have right now? Okay, let me be very, very clear. The window for Milwaukee is small. For all the reason that Woe just said, the guys are getting older, guys are a little bit more banged up, and so we're going to go to the board and check this out. All right, here we go. So we're going to talk about Milwaukee here for a second, and obviously they're one of the best teams in the league. And this is the last five years, like Woe just said. They finished first, third, third, first, first. So if it's about winning, it doesn't look like there's a better place to be than Milwaukee. And the year that they finished third, they won a championship. So for Giannis to say, hey, listen, 
I want to win. Is it that you want to win? Because ultimately, your guys just need to perform in the postseason. That's been the knock on Milwaukee. That's been a knock on Giannis until they won that championship. So if they don't perform in the postseason, all of this is wasted. But I will say this. Where, and I'll ask you, Zach, is there a place in the league that he can go that would look like this at minute he showed up there? Yeah, because he's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Exactly. He can almost single-handedly get you to this kind of winning percentage with any kind of supporting cast. So the answer, unfortunately, for Bucks fans is, yes, of course that's plausible. Yeah, okay, now let's bring up the lineup. And this is going to be the hardest part that I, I really want to show you. Look, their starting lineup, solid. Almost defensive player of the year up there. All, all-star quality. Then you have all of the guys. Look at the talent that you have on this roster. It's a complete roster. I know the Miami Heat fans gave me a lot of stress because I said that they had the best roster going into the postseason, then they got knocked out. But they have bench, they have depth, so they have everything. And this is going to be the last thing I say about this. People are going to be upset. LeBron showed the formula. Now hear me out. He left Cleveland because their assets were older. They had nothing. He goes to Miami. You got a young D-Wade. You got a young uh, Chris Bosh. Then what do you do? You go to Cleveland. You got a young Kevin Love. You got a young Kyrie Irving. Then what does he do? He goes to L.A. And he's got a young Anthony Davis. That's how that man won the championship, is pairing himself with young stars. I don't see any young stars on this roster. I don't even see anybody that's even close to the remote level. So if in a year or two, he's like, I'm going to go. I've won a championship here. Mission accomplished. I'm going to go someplace else. New York, Miami, L.A., wherever he's going to go. But that was the formula that Braun used. He paired up with young superstars. They need to get themselves a young superstar in here immediately to make him happy. How? You can't just magic up well, a look, young superstar. That's not my job. This my is job the, is to tell them what they need back to do. Now? Okay, okay, we're, we're walking, walking back. back. You, you come hang out what with you me. Just described is just what happens in the NBA when you get a prime age superstar. Your whole LeBron journey that you just outlined, teams get old because they trade the future for the present. And so this is sort of the inevitable cycle of what it means to build a championship team. It's not the Bucks' fault. They traded a bunch of picks. It's hard to get good I'm young not players. Blaming hey, them. No, no, no. It's hard to get good young players when you draft at the bottom. This is just reality. And that team is still pretty damn good. And I think what this really comes down to is, can you get off my chair? What this really comes down to is Giannis and probably everyone in that organization was disturbed by how they went out last postseason. Disturbed, even though Giannis got hurt in the first game, disturbed by the manner in which they blew lead after lead after lead to the Miami Heat, who were just barely eking into the, out of the play-in to get there. And they've just – all the pressure is on the Bucks this year. Right. And, you know, you mentioned it, Zach. The fact that you've had to gas a lot of picks and assets to cobble together this roster and it, you don't have a lot of flexibility, you're not going to be able to be win-now mode, win-now mode. We're going to do what it takes to get Drew Holiday. We're going to give up picks to get Jay Crowder as we're trying to win. And then think you have all these picks left – not, not just to draft and develop young players, but to use them in trades. You can't do everything, but and that's the tough spot the Bucks are in. I think they've been really efficient in how they've used assets. They've not made mistakes in deals. Uh, you know, they've gotten great productivity. Bobby Portis, Pat Connaughton, these guys have been, you know, really good players for them, but they've had to pay to re-sign them. They had to do it again with Brooke Lopez this summer with a real threat from Houston. And there comes a point where you may have to take a step back to take a couple forward again, and that's where you sometimes get into trouble with a superstar player who sees perhaps an opportunity elsewhere to walk right into a situation and, and be winning again 
uh, without haste. So let's boil this down to its simplest form as we say hello once again to Brian Windhorse. Brian, Giannis, the next time that he puts pen to paper, if you are reading the tea leaves, it will be either a contract in Milwaukee or will it be elsewhere? If I had to predict, I would say probably elsewhere. And the reason is because the league is not designed to support one team contending at the highest level for this long. I would even so, go so far as to say that the Bucks, who are going to be in that top three, barring some injuries yet again this year, have bucked the trend. You know, uh, Woj talked about the Golden State Warriors. I'll compare it to the L.A. Lakers with Kobe. Even in that run, over 20 years, Kobe got so frustrated that he asked for a trade at one point, and the only way they were able to get their sort of second wind was because they were able to go through the draft and trading of young players, the Andrew Bynum and then flopping Kwame Brown uh, for Pau Gasol. To do it in Milwaukee, where you don't have people uh, you know, banging down the door to get there, is incredibly hard to foresee. Now look, if Giannis was coming out and saying, I only want to be in Milwaukee, I want to retire a Milwaukee buck, I think that it's, you know, that, that what I would feel differently, but I'm paying attention, and so is everybody else in the league, to what he's saying this year, and the rules even got harder to keep your championship team. Every single time around, the, the teams are reformatting the rules to break up dynasty teams. That's not supposed to target a place like Milwaukee. It's supposed to target a place like LA, but the Bucks are the ones that are gonna have to deal with the consequences of that because these new rules make it even harder on them mm. as a potential multiple time taxpayer going forward. Uh, really quickly, Brian said a lot and it's all accurate. Basically, this is what I hear. If the Bucks don't go to the conference finals or finals next year, there is a high, high probability that Giannis will not re-sign with them. Like Brian, I will say, if I had to predict and I do not want to, I would say to the pen on paper question, elsewhere. Only because, to Richard's point, if it's not a finals appearance this year, if it's some resolution to the season that has Giannis questioning what this team can do, he becomes an expiring contract effectively. And I actually think the Bucks at that point would have to look at the market for him. Here, here's what the Bucks and Milwaukee do have going for them. Giannis does not like change in any part of his life. And that's still a factor you have to take into this when it comes a moment of truth to say, I'm going to walk away from this place. Yep, only time will tell. We know Giannis loves Milwaukee, and we also know that he loves to win. All right, coming up next on NBA Today. Remember, guys, it ain't my list. It is certainly not Richard's list. It's not Zach's list. It's not Woj's list. It is Big Perk's big list of big time dime droppers. Ooh. See who made it coming up next. I don't have to stay by. I stay here for this, do I? Yes, you do. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to NBA Today. I always play these type scenarios out of my head. When the moment of truth comes, is when you can come up big. 
Damian Lillard, it's Dame time. Take one. There's Lillard again from the logo. 71 points. What time is it? It's Dame time. Welcome back. So earlier in our show, Adrian Wojnarowski, he reported that no trade is imminent, at least right now, for Damian Lillard. And then he went on to say that the Miami Heat, they have not been a part of Portland's recent trade talk. So back here with Brian Windhorst. All summer long, Brian, it felt like this would end up with, with Dame, at least in Miami. He said it over and over again. That's where he wants to be. So how crucial do you think it is from the Heat side to actually get Dame? Yeah, this is one thing I think... Um maybe has been miscast from the start. Um, I don't think the Heat are desperate at all hmm. to trade for Damian Lillard. I think they want to trade for him, um, but I don't think that it's something that if they don't get it done, uh, wrecks their season. They were in the finals last year. They have young players that are getting better. They have assets that they can trade for other deals. And as we've talked about earlier in this show, Dame Lillard isn't potentially the only star player that could be on the market. Maybe not today, but certainly in the next 6 to 12 to 18 months. And so I think you have to look at this um, as with the Heat's perspective. You know, in 2019, they wanted Kevin Durant. They didn't get him. They got Jimmy Butler. And they were in the 2020 Finals. They are a team that has gotten used to being able to maximize what they have. So. Yeah. I know that there's a tremendous desire from the Heat fan base to acquire Dame Lillard because it looks like a player with his skill set is the missing piece towards getting a championship. But I don't think the Heat have ever approached it like it's the be-all, end-all. I think you should look at it going forward as they look at these negotiations. And like Woj reported, I have heard the same thing. I don't know what's happening at this exact second in time and who's on the phone with whom. I don't think that the Heat and Trailblazers have been engaged in talks at all on almost any level for quite some time. That could change very quickly. Dame Lillard could be a member of the Heat in the short-term future. But I think that there's been a misjudgment in the in the sort of the way it's all viewed that this is something that the Heat have absolutely got to get done. And I just don't think they view it that way. The Miami Heat, certainly, though, it feels like they're always in the conversation when you're talking about a star player that asks to be traded. Miami sort of always bubbles up as a potential destination. And they have a history of landing those type of stars, particularly when you're talking about Dame, who averaged a career-high 32.2 points per game last season. Brian Windhorst, thank you so very much. Hey, do you have weekend plans? Because if you don't, we have two of the top games to kick off your college football Saturday on ABC and the app. Number four, Florida State taking on Clemson at noon Eastern. Then Coach Prime and 19th-ranked Colorado square off against number 10, the Oregon Ducks. 21, do 21 point dogs. And then Ooh. the WNBA semis, they tip off on Sunday afternoon. MVP candidates Brianna Stewart, Alyssa Thomas square off as the Liberty hosts Low Sun. family in attendance. At 1 Eastern, the lows are going. Will you be watching? And then it's the Wings taking on Asia Wilson and the defending champion Aces at 5 Eastern on E. ESPN2. And speaking of Asia Wilson, she is adding to her trophy case. She is the 2023 Defensive Player of the Year. Wilson defends her crown as the top defender in the league, winning the award for the second straight season. Wilson led the WNBA in blocks and was 10th in steals while posting career highs in both categories. NBA Today, we'll be right back. Welcome back to NBA Today. Jason, talk to me about the first time you amazed yourself with a basketball. 
Uh, I, don't, I don't really amaze myself, you know, ever. I just want to go out and just have fun. Pops it up right to Jason Williams. Williams passes over, loses Gary, drives into the lane. What a move by Jason Williams. Oh, what a pass. Oh, boy. As long as I see my teammates smiling and having a good time, then I think I'm doing my job. If you didn't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Look at the play by Williams. Oh, me, oh, Another ooh and an ah. And a how about that? Welcome back to NBA Today. It's a special day, Richard. Yes, it is. What day is it? Zach, what day is it? Well, it says here it's National White Chocolate yes, Day. Yes, it is. That is correct. And in the NBA and on NBA Today, that means we're going to do a very special top of the top Ooh. from Jason Williams, oh. a.k.a. White Chocolate. So Get Google and YouTube, kids. With I'm top no looks, Richard. Oh, oh, come. look, he had it all. People need to understand this. Look, I grew up with Mike Bibby. That was my veteran. And when they traded Mike and him and said, People didn't understand how good Jason Williams was. Oof. Look at this. There are not many top of the tops that are better than a Jay Will pass compilation. I mean, these are just ridiculous. Top, where do you rank them all-time passes? Creativity. Creativity's got to be top five. Top I mean, five? You might, you might be top two. Fair enough. Whoa, there's magic. There's magic. There's Jason Kidd. And then we got to, I think he's right in that next level. Well, we also have the, his, his top one-handed. I mean, no, that's a category of its own. Yo, this was 20 years ago he was doing this. Somebody was crushed today. Nobody would throw passes quite like him. No. Wow. There are some Jay Will passes that are just him. Mm. Yeah, this is. Look, when the and one boys are like, yo, he's different, just know. And then when you do it in Madison uh. Garden, too. Everybody, look, he was leading the NBA in jersey sales. Just just to let you know the impact this man had. No looks separate, though, from behind the back passes. That also is a category of it's Whoop. from the corner. Yeah, he was just, look, Jay Will was Different. playing basketball in his purest form. We're going to go out there, have fun, and see all the weird things that we can do. Look at that. I mean. See, those pass, look, those baskets make themselves after you get a pass like that. And then we got one more for you, Rich. Oh, oh throw it down, C-Web. <laughs> Kings would, have, King, Kings would have been the league pass team uh, for oh, years and years. And, and just to make sure, all of that was grainy. That shows you how long it had been since Sacramento had been to the postseason. Why do you got to take what? pot shots? So, I'm not. I'm saying congratulations. On National White Chocolate Day. I'm saying congratulations on their success. Of it had all been a days. Long time. Last time they had success, it was HD. That, it, was, it was just, it was, no, it wasn't even HD. And on that note, non HD. We'll be back in 60 seconds. It was standard definition with the, the last time the Kings the had set. We had a good summer, Richard. Victor Wembanyama was drafted into the NBA. Nikola Jokic, Nikola Jokic is living his best At, life. Hey, that's the summer of a champion right there. When is play? Thursday. No. I need to go home. That's what you're supposed to do when you win the NBA championship. Oh, yeah? This looks good. Oh, come on. Oh! Are you kidding me? <laughs> the richest contract in NBA history, $304 million over five years. Subbing in the butler. Ah! Yeah. And you believe it. Germany, World Cup champions. This is right at it if it gets there. How about that? The 
official last day of summer. So tomorrow oh. we turn the calendar to fall. My favorite wardrobe of the year. What, fall? Yeah. Well, look, we my birthday is the, the first day of summer, up. so summer's over. Uh, it's sad. It, it's summer it's birthdays. Tough. Summer birthdays? There's my guy. Oh, I'm a winter birthday. I don't get to do that. Yeah, no All one right. cares about that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about your season then, Richard. Oh. Who had the best summer of any NBA player? Oh, look, look, I know there's a lot of different different guys. Like Jimmy Butler had a great time. But I'm gonna say my guy, maybe Kai Jones. Can we can we say Kai? Can we put can no. we put What do you mean no? I think Kai had the best summer. This is why. This is how his summer started. This is how my guy's summer started. Catch yourself a body, young man! You are the first one to dunk on that time. And then look, he, he, look, yeah, he was sweating a lot, and I don't know what he was saying, but he was having a good time. He's staying hydrated, which he got to, but this is where it goes. Oh, yeah, get down. See, this is why he was sweating, everybody. Look at him grow. Ooh. So we was talking about Victor and how flexible he is. Look at this. Can you do that, I can't, I can't do that. I, I can't do any of that, but to me, I don't know what, how much Come fun on, he was having, but he was having a whole give lot of shot. fun. Do the split. No, I can't. Look, he was oh. doing the. He, I, look, I can't do that, but that's hey, a, Kai was having a great time. That's an ER visit right there. No, All right. Look. For me, it was there was no wiggle wiggle. There was no but wiggle wiggle. There was a wiggle. shimmy. There was it a was shimmy? Steph Curry. Ooh. I mean, Steph had a great the summer. man had a great summer. Yeah, they signed Chris Paul. So yeah, on the court it was great. They get someone to back him up. He wins a golf tournament, gets a hole oh, in wait. one. He has a, a, a what is it? A, an autobiography, a biopic coming out about himself. Yeah, like, yeah. He's had he was on. He was, wasn't he on stage singing? He was on he stage. He was on stage singing. He was performing. He gets to hang out with his new teammate. He travels the world. I just with wish he could catch a break. Aisha. I wish he could catch a break. I Steph has like had a tough go at it. That's the type of summer that I would like to. Yeah. Would like to have Zach. It's cute that you guys overthought the question because look at Nikola Jokic what? in Why Serbia. My God, he wins the NBA championship. He wins finals MVP. He learns reluctantly the joys of a good parade. And then this is all he did all summer. His horses won races. His buddies like Aaron Gordon came to visit him in Serbia and he got to be home, drink with his family, drink with his friends, play games, dance, sing. There's nobody that wants it. It's still going. How many, how many parties did he go As to? It, there is, look, you gotta go to he the won. after. You gotta go to the after, 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 after party, that's and that's what, I, what he's that's doing. That's what I always say. That's what I. That's how I get myself in trouble. I'm at the after, after, after party. All right, let's stick with the Denver Nuggets <laughs> in the after, after, after party because before we bounce, another guy having a, a great summer, an excellent summer, is Aaron Gordon. Woo, bear down. Remember the dunk on Christmas Day that yes. didn't oh. clean up a room, even though it should have. Um, it was arguably the best dunk of the season. Aaron Gordon, he wanted to make sure that that moment was Ooh. never forgotten. He got a chain. He got a new. He got a chain! And this is from Bucks the Jeweler. Replace the ball with the Larry O'Brien trophy. It took him over 508 hours to make. I feel like we need to zoom in on Richard's wrist here because Richard, he has credentials for this. Richard is a bling expert. Uh, I, what do you feel about this? I wouldn't say I'm a bling expert. I would. I'm looking I at just, the wrist. I, look, my thing is this. This is a beautiful dunk. I loved it. I was on the call for this. I'm going to Arizona next weekend. I'm hosting the Red and Blue. I hope Aaron Gordon comes and shows up. I love it. This is amazing. It's one of the best chains. It makes me want to make a chain.
I don't know who I would make a chain of dunking over. There's it's, the list is too long, but I, it Perk. makes me want to make it. I never dunked on Perk. Yeah, but he you was could still he, make you, it. You yeah, but you I don't think I have enough diamonds to get the width See, to make oh, it. Come accurate. on, come on. Diamonds <laughs> on your look at the diamonds <laughs> on your. No, no I'm just wrist. saying. No, what, all right. We've, we've talked a lot about. We're going to stick with the Denver Nuggets to close our show today because we have talked a lot about the Los Angeles Lakers Ooh. and their off season. We have talked a lot about Damian Lillard and the impact that Ooh. he could make on a team about Giannis Antetokounmpo and and the Bucks still being in that inner circle of contenders. But all of those have to be held up against the Denver Nuggets, who lost Bruce Brown, who lost Jeff Green. So I ask you, Zach Lowe, yes. as a team, <laughs> their summer, has it been good enough, do you believe, to still be the title favorite? Are Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic still on the team? <clears throat> yes, sir. Then yes. I've no, they have the they have the best player in the NBA and a point guard who compliments them perfectly. And yeah, they lost some bench players, but they have young guys ready to step up. It's the best starting five in basketball. And so, yeah, they're the favorites. And they got a great home court advantage. And too. a good chain. Couldn't agree more. Jamal Murray, in my opinion, from watching him and knowing, was probably about 85% of his actual self. So if he gets up to the level that he was at, an all-star point guard, and then you get guys that start to pick in the spot, Christian Brown, like these guys, if they can raise their levels as they should, then I think that kind of negates what they, were, what they lost. But it's still going to be more competitive. They won't have the dominant team they had last year. So Zach's favorite question, the nuggets of the field. You still got to go field. I mean, yeah, it's the NBA. There's, calm, and there's a lot of parody. You still got to go field. You got to go down. field. You still got to go calm, field. All right, that's going to do it for us here on we're NBA Beauty where Adrian Wojnarowski reported earlier <laughs> that nothing is imminent with Damian Lillard. We will check in with you again on check, Dame can, can on Monday. Can somebody check in on Perk? We're going to check on Perk. Can somebody check in on Perk? Why?